We on? Yes. You're just so good at this stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Just a reminder that um, if you touch the table or if I touch the table, it'll make noise. Okay. All right. Now talk to me. Okay. Um, I have an introduction idea for when we. <laughs> so you're doing the introduction. Well, um, <laughs> now there's pressure. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Welcome to Gen Z. Help me! I, I'm Gen Z. <laughs> I don't want to tell people welcome. I just want I just want them to get here. Okay. <laughs> Hi, we're here. <laughs> it's me, Sarah. We're here. Then what what do you want that to be? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh what do they do for, uh, how does this get made? They just have the people sing it really fast. Um, well, they have a theme song, but also the one guy kind of does, like, a a more structured intro. Where's our theme song? Well, once my commission check comes in <laughs> from the first episode, then I'll be able to write one. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. We're here. Okay, you get the picture. Oh, that was gross. I felt bad to cackle that bad. I think cackling should be more celebrated. Um, it's really letting loose, that's for sure. Yeah. It's not my flirty laugh, though. I, I don't oh, cackle. No need to do that here. <laughs> hey! <laughs> what if they're... <laughs> if you would like to hear Christian's flirty laugh, please call in. <laughs> that's actually it. <laughs> I like that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Crikey. Uh, Alright. What did you do this morning? Well, I had my whole plan. I really I really felt so ingenious doing this when after having the lovely cauliflower last night, cauliflower is the theme of the week you, also. You have cauliflower with dinner? Yeah, I told you that. I did say that. <laughs> and it had a sauce, very simple sauce, but it was very good. Oh, we had so much sauce yeah, left what over. What was that sauce? Well, it was just like cheese and butter and something it sounds great and i i said this like a couple weeks ago about another sauce we had i was like this would be good on an egg and i'm not really an egg girl i know you're an egg girl i'm a big egg girl i'm like wish i could lay my own eggs oh my gosh <laughs> cool <laughs> i guess like for the economics a lot of people would wish i that. guess in theory i do have my own eggs let's but... <laughs> Have you seen that Family Feud clip that's like, what animal's eggs would you not eat for breakfast? And some guy was like, a hamster. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're right, I guess. Wow. No. Um, so the sauce, there's extra sauce, and I was like, this could go good on an egg. And I was like, I should just like wake up for breakfast, which I never do, and <laughs> make breakfast and put it on eggs. And we also had a bagel left over. I was like, I'm going to put it on the egg on the bagel and the sauce on the egg on the bagel. So I made that, and I really felt... Sometimes I do very simple things that I'm like, wow, why am I, why am I superior in this way that I can do this? How was it, the experience? Um, the experience, it was good. Um, cutting bagels is just hard. It, trust me, when I worked at Brouhaha, it was the worst part of the job. Extremely stressful. Did you not have a bagel guillotine? We did not, which is like, invest. one. I know. And you know what? I saw Julia at Brouhaha had to go through the same pain. Oh. Because you have to use a knife. 
and you just have to cut it. But the thing is, when you start cutting a bagel, especially if you haven't been cutting bagels your whole life, yeah, it it's very easy to get off kilter and have one side kilter. very <laughs> one side very thin and one side very thick. And if they're too far off, you can't fit them in the toaster. Yeah, I was close to that today because I had a very thick side. And also, like, it just feels unbalanced. And I think especially if you're at, like, a coffee shop, like, it is very incumbent on the um, shop to provide a bagel guillotine because it's, like, this will save you so much time. You won't look like a fool all the time trying to slice a bagel for... Because they're, like, they're also, like, you know, they're, like, chewy, hard to cut through. A good bagel, not a stale bagel. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, they have more give than a lot of types of bread. Yeah, because, like, bread you can, like, usually just slice unless it's, like, a super crusty... Bread. Crusty boy. All right, so... We've watched the recent... Recently extremely popular film, Don't Look Up. Yeah. But did you know that people, like, don't like this film? I have heard! I was kind of bamboozled by that fact. Um, probably because my, my Instagram Explore page has been invaded by Ariana Grande stan pages. I don't know how that happened. Stan? Stan or stand? Stan. Stan. S-T-A-N. Yeah. I don't know what it is! You don't know what a stan is? No! We have to go back to the beginning. Going back to... I mean, a stan is just kind of like a super fan. Term coined by Eminem, actually. Why? Well, he had that song. I don't know if it's called stan, but it's like about like... I don't know if it's supposed to be like a stalker fan combo but it's just it's more just like stan culture stan twitter like just people who like love certain celebrities or whoever um i'm shocked wow this is i did a whole youtube video about this (laughs) so i don't know what your problem is (laughs) are you saying you're an expert i'm not an expert but like i just i what did you say in your youtube video many things like is it (laughs) Is it good? Is it bad? Is it is it weird? What's I, this, I mean, like what interests um, you? Stanness, I think, is fine. I, the video is like more about like Ariana Grande and Stan culture, and like Does she have weirdness. obsessive Stan culture. Yeah, and like I think it's like factored into like her relationships and her own mental health and her career. Well, I am a little bit. See, I'm not really obsessed with any celebrities. Like I Brag. think. I, Okay, I think I am. And then I realized, like, I don't actually know that much about them, and a lot of people know mm-hmm. way more. But I like to get to, like, yeah. a certain level of knowledge, and then I'm like, okay, I feel like I the, the itch has been scratched, and then I'm good. Yeah. But, like, I like the Ariana Grande Mac Miller story, uh-huh. but I learned enough. I learned, I learned like what it. I needed to know. Well, I'm not, like, memorizing <laughs> the timeline of their relationship, yeah. but people yeah. know that stuff. People do. Also... Is this what happens? We can't get into it, but the One Direction stands hacked into airport security cameras to watch One Direction at the gate. Wow. This is a true story. Which that's like really, wow. Yeah. Those those were among the most dangerous. Stands? No, I think it's K-pop people, who I do respect. Really? Please don't come after me, K-pop stands. <laughs> I'm, I'm really afraid. Is you, are you a K-pop stan? Are you like a... Am I a K-pop stan? Or no, like are you like a, uh, what's their name? Um... Uh, BTS. BTS. Um, I'm not part of the army. That's their fans. They're the BTS army. Yeah. Um, so, but but K-pop fans aren't just broadly fans of K-pop or stands. Well, I think there's a lot of people who like just K-pop generally, or like have like a lot of like K-pop yeah. um, groups that they enjoy. I'm on my mind. I'm on my mind. Mm. <laughs> I don't know that one. You don't know that one. 
<laughs> Which one is that one? Boy with love. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 I only really know the ones that have come on the radio. Uh, 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 that one was Halsey. That one wasn't on the radio. Random things are not on the radio. This, oh, my gosh. I can't talk about this forever. Na, 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 na. Na, na, yeah, I don't know that one. Um, I know the one with Coldplay. Uh, what? A my universe. No. The Coldplay, Coldplay Coldplay BTS collab. What? What song is this? Comma <laughs> bar. Um, it's called My Universe. It's pretty good. It's pretty Coldplay Humma in bar. flavor. Hummabar. <laughs> Hummabar. Um, oh, I was. I was like, what is she saying? <laughs> um, you, you are my universe, and I just want. Put you first. I like that song. So, I also like Dynamite by BTS and Butter is okay. I also love the Butter Christmas remix. <laughs> I know songs. She knows them. <laughs> We're so... <laughs> it's getting out of hand. But yeah. The Ariana stands are on my explore page because Instagram explore pages are like hellhole they don't know what i want to look at everything i'm like this is terrible yeah i get i actually get offended a lot by what they think i want to look at and the fact that they keep feeding me workout videos like Mm. they know i want to work out but i'm not but they want to show me the people who are yeah and of course i look but i'm also mad that i'm looking it's just also curious because like my like instagram feed is Uh a lot of like design and museums and old houses and my explore page is like here's garbage (laughs) because i have made some decisions to like curate my instagram feed to be like you know things that i actually enjoy more and i'm like um delighted to look at the explore page whatever i like click look at they're like oh you want to see more of this like garbage that we showed you okay that's all you're gonna see (laughs) yeah no thank you actually what's your garbage flavor well, it's Ariana Grande stuff, which I do like Ariana oh. Grande broadly, but it's like the Stan stuff is very odd. And just like, I don't know, stuff from like, just like people who are like very small Instagram accounts that I don't know them. And I'm like, well, how did I even end up here? Like, who? Probably because they had a hashtag. <laughs> but I'm like, who even uses the hashtags? Anyway. I think a lot of people do still. Probably. Okay, let's take a little quick... Uh... I just need some input. So the casual <laughs> Instagram. I just read an article about this because that's what I do. Uh-huh. It's back. So Insta- Instagram's casual. It's not influency anymore. Well, influence stuff is not as... It's not... I think, like, it's moving away from that because of, like, the, the photo dump rise. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's all kind of, like, another randomly manufactured thing after the already manufactured stuff but the photo dumps i do think is like from regular people i think it's a, a better way to just be like here's what i've been up to or like here's a bunch of stuff that like reminds me of the facebook album to be honest oh um throwing it back but you only have 10 photos you only have 10 photos yeah so i think some of like yeah the curation like best possible picture is the only thing you ever post yeah bpp um, so I think you ever post, I think that's a little bit like people don't really want that all the time anymore. Um, but I don't really know the inner workings of Instagram that well, but you were the you article. I don't know the inner workings of Instagram. Oh my gosh. I've never learned. <sighs> Disappointing. Okay. So, so all that to say, I thought that everyone loved the movie because of these stands and because of like who was in it and like the general concept and me just like not knowing that much. 
on one of the like the only other podcast I listened to was they were saying that a lot of people were not happy with it and a were lot they of they happy with it they thought it was fine um and a lot of media outlets were like this movie is bad but then I was looking today and like Twitter was like the media thinks it's bad because it's critiquing them oh. and I'm like well maybe but also <laughs> sometimes people get a little bit too conspiratorial too quickly for me hmm. where I'm like let's maybe like think about like one other option before we go hard into this Okay, so I'm, so it's one of the big movies right now. I would say mm-hmm. that and The Power of the Dog. Am I wrong that The Power of the Dog people are watching it? I, people, I guess, are watching it, and I'm like... Which I watched it. Oh. It was extremely slow moving. Oh. Not funny. Pretty sad. Yeah. Um, The Kirsten Dunst character is, like, drunk and crying the whole mm-hmm. time. And I don't think that Benedict Cumberbatch's accent was very good, to oh. be honest. Um, what, what accent was he doing? Like Montana. Oh. Western. And I, he just walks, he walks too British. I think like, you just, if you think of a British person, he would be the first person that I would think of. He's so British. And like the choice to make him also like Doctor Strange, I'm like, you can't make him like super American in these ways. Cause like, he's like quintessentially British. Like let the man be British. Yeah. I don't get when they do. Some people like Tom Collins is a good Spider-Man. Tom Collins? That guy. Holland. Uh. Tom Holland, yeah, he could be American. Also, Andrew Garfield, I think, could be American. Oh, yeah. And also, Christian Bale, I don't know where he's from. Yeah. I've been told several times that I don't know where he's from. (laughs) Um, Hugh Jackman is not Australian in flavor, but he is Australian in actuality. Nicole Kidman, she's from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, but like, Benedict Cumberbatch is like, I don't know. It just is seemed so weird mm-hmm. to me um <laughs> this was part of my my pre-planned intro <laughs> that Kristen didn't want me to do spoiler alert um i feel like largely you and i don't jump on like the major culture pieces of films and television do you know what i mean by this like a lot of like the big shows everyone's tweeting about or the big movies everyone's seeing we're not really watching them. what are we talking what are we talking like game of thrones well, like, like most of the marvel stuff um oh, yeah, maybe game of thrones that. but you were watching that towards the end which thing game of thrones i watched like the last two episodes right the best ones actually <laughs> literally love them. towards the very end yeah um i don't know like um <laughs> i mean people around me are talking what, about, what are people like the Gossip Girl reboot. What shows have I been on recently? Oh, Succession. Have you you watched some of that? No, none no, of it. I'm actually it. confused. I keep hearing people say it, and I know yeah. so little that I can't even picture anything about Maybe it. Maybe we should get HBO Max together with our noon phone plan. <laughs> well, if they let us do that, because I, I well, I need HBO Max because the, the Grassy reboot, which I am watching. <laughs> I do. It does have the best caliber of television. HBO Max did have. Well, my roommate had it in Philly. Yeah. And I that's how I watched True Detective, which did make oh. me feel like I was in the know. Yeah. Even though I watched the one, like, four years after it came but out. But just, I feel like there's really ever been a time where we're watching, like, the event show of the season as it's airing. Mm, yeah. For feel, shows, no. For shows, no. And I also feel like most movies, like, I've, you know, seen a few that I'm like, oh, this is, like, you know, the movie that people are talking about. But usually I'm like, eh. Or, like, I, like, watch it later or I don't really like to watch movies, so I don't watch it at all. There was, what was that one time where everyone was watching Bandersnatch and the Sandra Bullock, like, blindfold movie? A uh, Bird Box. Bird Box. Bird Box thing was really big on social media. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. M- maybe the- planted. Uh. Conspiracy time. Ah! But 
sorry what were you saying I oh i was in i was in for those you were in for those i was not in for those but speaking of bird box it's like the biggest netflix movie ever and the second biggest is don't look up oh. which we oh. did watch oh the, one of the main things that we've been kind of on time culturally for. <laughs> so wait, let's set the scene. So let's mm-hmm. just, all right. I'd seen all this stuff. I'd seen little Twitter tweets about it. Tweets. And I said, what's this all about? I saw some people I liked. I watched the little mini Netflix samplerito where hey. uh, it shows Leo having a panic attack. And I said, that looks like what I recognize <laughs> as a panic attack. And oh. I appreciate its honesty. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Sarah rubs her face. <laughs> I said, let's give it a go. I didn't know a ton about it, mm-hmm. but I was like, let's give it a go. Looks like a great cast. Timothee. Okay. Um, so I watched it in two sittings because that mm. is my, uh, that is my way of life sometimes. And it sh- everyone should try it. <laughs> we used to have intermissions for a reason. Uh, you- when do we have those? Back in like, the u- come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, Back TCM, that is classic true. movies. They've got intermissions built into a lot of films. Yeah, go and pee, and yeah. do other stuff. Anyway, I watched the first part one day, and then like two days later, I finished my final project and I finished the movie. Mm-hmm. Not my final, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is really, I like. I haven't liked a movie this much in a long time. Mm. Does this make me basic? I don't think so. No, we'll throw that away. We, if you just like things, you like it. I liked it a lot. I liked that it was funny. I liked that it was a movie about the end of the world that was still like... The thing is, this is my big gripe about anything even mildly dystopian in flavor is that it lacks complexity and it like lacks like the feeling of real life because it's like all of a sudden everyone's depressed. Mm-hmm. And when the end of the world is nigh... It does bring about existential mm-hmm. sort of like an existential focus on life, like what really matters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you're still involved in life, there are so many little things that are just happening. And I feel like this movie really captured that. Yeah. And it was like very entertaining beginning to end. I saw someone say it dragged and I was like, what? I, truly... I mean, I think almost any movie in like the the back half of the middle, you could be like, okay, we should be wrapping up now. You know, I disagree. Mm. I think there's... I've seen movies recently. I think they move too fast. Mm. I think it's because they're starting to try to appeal to a generation with no attention span. <laughs> I... Well, I... Stop the three-hour movie trend. I'm tired of it. I want more! <laughs> I like no. that. Well, that's the thing. We already want that because people are binging shows back yeah. to back to back to back. But the chunkable nature... And, like, I mean, but we haven't been in theaters me, in a while. you chunk anything. Yeah. And, like, I think Netflix, you know, they have a little bit more wiggle room to be, like, you know, they can come back to this one versus, like, a theater film is, like, I mean, the Marvel people will sit through anything. No offense to the Marvel people. But maybe a little <laughs> bit. But, like, not everything is going to be, like, something that you will sit through for three hours. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, anyway, I watched the movie and I was like, this was great. Mm-hmm. This was ex- an experience I'd like to share. Yeah. I started talking it up at the dinner table, and I said, listen, you should all really watch this. Although I was immediately getting nervous because you just don't know with our parents. And this is <laughs> the thing. Finding a movie to watch as a family for <laughs> us is so difficult. Um, 
Mom likes to watch really depressing things. Yes. Let's break this down what everyone wants to watch. <laughs> I only like to watch um, teen dance movies that were written by a fifth grader. Um, Kristen likes a variety of films. I like dra- dark dramas. Dark dramas. Or really slow art films or indie art films. Or... Yeah. Uh, but Kristen will get on board more than almost anybody I'll else I'll get will. on board. And if you get me in, I'm in. Mom likes any movie where someone is stranded. <laughs> or like... Everyone's dying. Everyone's dying. And everyone... <laughs> it's very sad. Usually in the tundra. <laughs> um... And just, like, the most, like, my least favorite genre of films. Yes. And Dad either likes something that's, like, um, like a biopic or, like, something about, like, law or just, like, the goofiest the children's goofiest comedy that you've seen. all time. Like, hoodwinked, yeah. which yes. is good. Yeah. So, I, ever since we've been young, we've, like, we never watch movies together almost ever unless mm-hmm. they're, like, you know, the Pixar films. But, um, I can't, like, also Lauren, our other sister, recommended this movie potentially as a family watch, but at least as a me and Kristen watch. So we were like, maybe we can get this together. <laughs> Dad took some convincing. Dad was like, I don't want a message movie. <laughs> that was the phrase he picked. I also think like we like maybe didn't present it like as accurately as we could have because like I I don't think I knew enough about it and like. Well, I didn't I, know. I should have just. He was like, oh, it's a satire. As soon as we watched it, and I was like, I guess I could have labeled it that, but it just did not even occur to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. But so. we all got on board to watch the movie. That very same evening. That very even, same evening, which, which is rare. This is like, too. yeah, a big roll of the dice. Like this, the recent time this happened, which I take great pride in, is when I got people to watch *Knives Out*, which is great. A great. And I feel like it's like family film. Yeah, like I don't know what the the this line is of like fun enough, like watchable movies that are not like nothing like too explicit is happening. <laughs> like you know, mm-hmm. don't look up as language, but like. Besides that, like, there's not that much going on that's like, oh. Although there is the uh, orgy on the rooftop. Did you notice that? Oh, I didn't notice the orgy. Okay, I was going to say, because I mentioned that to someone else, and they were like, there was an orgy. I'm like, straight up, it's like after, well, spoiler alerts are coming big time here, Just people. watch it. <laughs> watch it. If you're listening to this and haven't seen it, it's you should have seen it. So I'm, I think I know the shot that you're talking about, because it's when, like, it's overhead and there's like a red rooftop bar yes. and then like the ground. I thought that was just like class disparity vibes, but I didn't see an orgy. Yet. <laughs> if you look, everyone is naked oh. and there are things going on. Oh. And I very much noticed that. But yeah, then there's like crime down below. Yeah. But I was like, are our parents going to notice this? And I'm like, well, well, um, too late. But yeah. So we all got on board and I'm like, I'm about, I'm glad I watched this alone. I got to soak it in, but now we're going to watch this as a family. Mm-hmm. So quick, summary of what happens is that basically Jennifer Lawrence's character a PhD candidate in the astronomy department at Michigan and Leonardo DiCaprio who is like her professor yeah professor like maybe advisor but uh, also an astronomer Mm -hmm. they discovered that a comet is coming for earth and is gonna hit in just over six months Mm -hmm. they do the math they use some astronomy terms they pretty much immediately get flown to tell the president Mm -hmm. (laughs) that this is happening the president, Meryl Streep, and her son, chief of staff, Jonah Hill, right. are, like, not, don't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's all these series of events that, like, they don't take it seriously, and then they try and go to the press to get them to take it seriously. Jennifer Lawrence is seen as crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is seen as hot. Um, and then there's, like, some craziness that ensues, but basically, 
they, yeah, they're trying to convince the U.S. government to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um... They get it set up to where, after, like, this has become clear to, like, the scientific community that the comet will hit, they get it set up to where, like, a guy will fly a rocket to shoot at the comet to, like... Well, yeah. They're gonna have, they're, like, sending a rocket, but they're like, Washington needs a hero. So they just put a Mm -hmm. guy on it who's, like, shown as this, like, goofy... Ron, Ron Perlman giving... An incredible performance in a very small part <laughs> as like old like old coot kind of general person <laughs> like kind of racist and like yeah he's like saying a bunch of things about like <laughs> extremely uncomfortable and sensitive yeah. as he's going up in the rocket yeah um but then this like massive ceo guy like turns the rocket around it's like we can mine stuff from the comet and make a lot of money so yeah like a tech ceo who you would say is like akin to like a zuck or yeah. uh Jeff Between like a Zuck and a Bezos. Yeah. So he's like somehow is able to interfere with the like signaling. Like it's hilarious. The rockets are already like in the air and then they all turn around. Yeah. And so then he's like, oh, there's super expensive. Yeah. Like gold and or whatever chemicals, materials inside the rocket minerals that we can get and make other stuff out of. And then and then all the people of Earth are like split on whether that's a good decision or a bad decision Mm -hmm. they're like it'll give people jobs and end world hunger Mm -hmm. and then um do you want to well they like the tech guy like devises this whole plan it's kind of like just like broad strokes plot um as it should be he devises this whole plan to like blow up the comet into smaller pieces have it land in the oceans of the world get it out mine it blah 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 but um it's approaching the date of the comet hitting and there's this like yeah political division of like people being like look up the comet is coming you can see it and meryl streep's party (laughs) being like don't look up um don't like pay attention to the comet as the tech ceo guy is ready to blow up the comet um the tech almost completely fails like all of it they can't blow up the comet it hits the earth and everyone is annihilated and everyone dies (laughs) essentially um yes there's there's an credit scene with Jonah Hill where he is shown to be alive. Like, I don't really think that's supposed to be, like, the most canon part of the plot. But most canon. Most canon. But, yeah. But it's, like, a lot of... Obviously, there's a lot that happens in the middle. If you're... If, if anyone is listening, you know. You've seen it. <laughs> so, we watched this as a family. Oh, also, like... You might know this already. But it's, like, climate change metaphor. Like, it's about that and like yeah the media and politics and blah 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 well and honestly the first time i was watching it my i i was shocked at how similar it felt to a lot of just reality Mm -hmm. and i saw some actors that were in it say that as well Mm -hmm. and i didn't also if you're watching it i don't know what you thought sarah but i like really didn't know what was gonna happen i'm like is it actually gonna hit yeah because you think like yeah is this movie gutsy enough to do that like yeah, will, like, the message work if it doesn't hit? Um, like, what's yeah. What's the takeaway going to be? And you're also like, yeah, how will they even, like, show that if it does happen? Yeah, which you're so curious about, which I think really drove me on. Mm-hmm. And as I'm thinking, so Sarah, you know, said the summary, again, if you've seen it, the ending is, like, I am getting, I, like, I feel emotional just thinking about it, actually. Wow. Because it's done, like, between the time that they realize that, this company's um, plan to stop the rocket or mm-hmm. the comet and it actually hitting Earth between that time, 
it's not that long, but there's a lot that's kind of going on. And mm-hmm. a really beautiful thing they do throughout the movie is they show these shots of, like, people living life. And mm-hmm. just, like, so when people realize it's going to hit, like, it's after that that you see the orgy scene. Mm-hmm. It's after that, like, you have these weird little shots of, like, um, like people doing things together, animals just, like, fish swimming in the sea, like, yeah. really crazy stuff. Like, there's this couple, it's like a split second of, of like, having sex, but you're just like, wow, like, all of these things are going on on the earth right now. Like, I kept just thinking, Mm -hmm. like, it was so beautiful that they kept including that because it's, like, you've got this plot line, but, like, just remembering how big Earth is and Mm -hmm. all the little things that are happening, I don't know. It, like, super touched me. But then you have... So, so in the midst of the movie, Leonardo DiCaprio has cheated on his wife with one of the media people. Mm -hmm. And... Kate Blanchett. Mm -hmm. And... They're kind of having this quirky, like, relationship, which is kind of funny because it kind of works. But then at one point, his wife comes and is like, are you going to be with me? Which I actually I want to hear more of your thoughts on this scene because we hmm. kind of talked about it in our debrief a little bit with the family. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually thought it was really interesting how they handled it because so she's confronting Kate Blanchett and Leonardo DiCaprio on their affair. And Kate mm-hmm. Blanchett's character is just like, OK, let's skip this part where you make us feel bad. Like, mm. The only question is, is he going to go with you or not? Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's nuts. Like, you don't, but like in reality, like that is the context of the situation. And I actually thought, like, I was really, I don't know how to say it. Be, like, I don't want to put like a negative or positive spin on it as much as I was just like interested. I'm like, whoa, that is true. Like, that's the situation at hand. Like, obviously the wife is hurt, mm-hmm. but like. It makes sense that Kate Blanchett's character is not hurt. Yeah. And it really is Leonardo DiCaprio's choice. Yeah. Well, I said this in our debrief, but, like, I felt like, in ways, Kate Blanchett's character was, like, um, like, a fleshed-out person and, like, interesting and, like, yeah. not just, like, she has, like, the vapid media presence, but she's also, like, she's, you know, done more in her life than we, like... She, you would know from like watching her on the show. Well, she says she admits, and they, I think they include this on purpose. Is like she has all these master's degrees. Mm-hmm. She speaks all these languages, mm-hmm. and she's just like met all these really famous people. Yeah, and I'm like, they do this, and I think it actually, yeah, it makes her character more complex. Yeah, but I felt like in this scene, I, I, you're right that like she wouldn't be like hurt or like she wouldn't be like too upset by this encounter. But I felt that she was, like, so vicious in this scene that, like, it, I don't know, it felt like she was, like, simplified in that way. She'd just be like, oh, well, she's just, like, the mean mistress who is mean to the wife. Like, it didn't feel like she was, like, this person who is, like, maybe not thoughtful, but at least, like, she, like, isn't just, like, stupid (laughs) Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but I just felt like she was like, a little bit too just like cartoonishly evil is the phrase see, I used. See, I don't know. I think that's so, I don't see that. That's like what is interesting. You said vicious before too, and I don't see it that way. Well, it's just like the, the callousness to like his wife being there, like being upset. Um, and she's like, well, let's like skip all this. Like while she's like, you know, the wife's trying to like say what well, she's saying. Well, I think saying. it also is like, because she's probably been in that position before. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of like what it said, which like you just never, I think what was interesting to me about it is that you never think about the fact that someone would be in this position multiple times and mm-hmm. you expect, it's almost like the A to B, A to C, like you're like, oh, situation A is going to bring about 
you know, situation B mm-hmm. of like feeling bad, but it's like, oh, if someone's been in that, you go, it's like just unex, it just, I didn't expect it. And I was like, whoa, like that mm-hmm. is how it would be if you maybe had done that enough. Mm-hmm. And like, that was, I think it just showed a lot about her life that she's like, okay, I've been around, like I've had this happen before, which is just yeah. crazy, but actually, I don't know. But also she says, I was kind of confused about this, but she says like, I really thought that that would work after his wife like leaves like, um, the hotel room that they're in. She's like, I really thought that that would work. And I was just a question like what, what she meant by that. And like, maybe if I watched it again, I would like get it more, but, um, I just, yeah, it wasn't my favorite, but like, I can like, you know, I don't think it was like the most dumb thing. I just like, didn't love it myself. I didn't love it myself. I don't remember when she said that. I have to think about that. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, things to investigate on the internet. Things to investigate. Anyway, um, but overall, well, the one thing we said we wanted to talk about is at the end, there's this prayer. Mm. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> we might see a trend of the evangelical and ex-evangelical girlies being like, I love the Timothy Chalamet prayer. <laughs> I mean, I love the prayer. Yeah. Let's, let me look this up. Ooh, a reading. A reading. Also, Timothy Chalamet, the styling of him is so funny because they're like, we have to make him the crustiest individual. Where they just have, like, his regular hair and then just, like, like gross extensions right under his regular hair. Yeah. Um, very funny. Also, like, I liked his performance as Yule overall. Um, I thought he was a fun addition to the film. Um, yeah. And it's also, like, are you supposed to, like, buy that jennifer lawrence likes this guy maybe not maybe you are or maybe i, I almost think it doesn't matter though well like it doesn't like matter so much but it's also like you know just what's going on um, um and like i mean it's something like what are her motivations here just like what's like yeah i mean like she knows that the world is ending <laughs> like what do you choose to do in that situation yeah also, I would love to see more roles for um, Hamish Patel, who was her, at the beginning of the movie, her boyfriend. Um, he was in Yesterday, the Beatles movie. I thought he was good. I thought he did a good job, too, even though he's, like, a bad character. Yeah. But it also shows you, like, well, a big theme of this movie is just the power to of corruption of, like, money. Money. Because he, like, is with his girlfriend and they're acting pretty normal, like, as a couple, in a very coupley way. Mm-hmm. But he just sells her out so fast when yeah. she, like, acts crazy on that media company thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is so funny. This is coming from an article called Don't Look Up Shows Us How Not to Pray. Oh. But it's just <laughs> including the kind of prayers throughout when, like, especially when the president prays and stuff. Yeah. But then Timothy's prayer is uh, in a better light. Anyway. <clears throat> Yule's prayer goes, Dearest Father and Almighty Creator, we ask for your grace tonight despite our pride, your forgiveness despite our doubt. Most of all, Lord, we ask for your love to soothe us through these dark times. May we face whatever is to come in your divine will with courage and open hearts of acceptance. It's oh. it's really so good. <laughs> oh. And our dad was saying, like, why would they choose to put in, like, this more sincere moment in the satire? And I think there was more parts of the movie that were sincere than just this one, like, especially, like, you know, this ending scene. But 
I don't know. It just like it is like very like emotionally affecting, and like you know coming from this kind of like goofy character. It makes me want to cry. Yeah, and it's kind of just like. I mean, like I feel like it would be very hard to like get like craft a prayer that would be kind of like pitch perfect for the situation, but just to be like, you know, <laughs> we're just here like. <laughs> We need, like, love and, like, the ability to, like, accept what's happening to us. I think it's, yeah, like, I mean, how, like, what better could you say? <laughs> like, yeah. it's so simple and... Yeah. Really good. Really good. It's definitely, um, what I took away from this, which is a theme in my overall life at this moment, is a lot of things are extremely confusing. I think that was the thing... That was also good in the guessing of the movie is that you didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. you didn't know it was going to be right or whatever. But um, the fact that they were together, mm-hmm. praying together, leaning on each other, and that made it, like, bearable. I just think that is the biggest thing to take away for this time for me. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, I've <laughs> historically written on, on how I'm not sure hedonism makes sense in any sort of moral framework, which now I'm like, well, now I'm not so sure if it doesn't make sense either. Like, I don't know, like that you can point logical holes, but you also nece- not can't necessarily like refute it per se in the way mm-hmm. that I've tackled it. But hedonism versus humanism. So I see hedonism as like pursuit of pleasure Mm -hmm. at all costs, which is a theme in this film, especially in Leo's character and Mm -hmm. maybe Leo's life. (laughs) But I think the humanist tenor and there's like Christian humanists too. So it can be all inclusive, but is that like rising water raises all the ships kind of thing. Mm hmm. Of, like, and the togetherness factor and wanting human thriving overall, not just, like, specifically for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, I don't know, maybe what I brought from this is, like, man, I'm just, like, people need to be together with each other and I think be content in the ways that they are together, which is the last thing I was going to say is actually when Leo, when... Everything is really crashing down. Like one of the, I think if not the last thing he says, one of the very last things he says is like, man, like we really, we have had everything all along. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I, I like can't believe it because it's like, yeah. so he gets back together with his wife. He's with his, you know, his kids, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> Timothy, mm-hmm. the other scientist guy. And they're mm-hmm. all there in the end of the world. But like, seeing that in this weird six months where he chased this woman and chased fame Mm -hmm. and just like it, it wasn't the same. It's kind of funny. It sounds like almost silly saying it, but it's like, I think that, that richness to be found, it's a very, it's a wonderful life sort of thing, which Mm -hmm. Sarah's never seen the whole thing. (laughs) But, um, like the whole idea of maybe it was a gift, you know, like that whole thing. Hmm. Uh, I just think is is really what I am taking away from that. So I was very encouraged and I was like, it's, you know, you really like something when you hear how much other people hate it and you're like, mm, I don't really like, you just want to fight. Well, you're <laughs> not like, like fight you're them, like, but like but you're, fight for you're it. I was like, you're just being silly. Yeah. I'm like, I yeah. like this thing and it was beautiful. And yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
to open a broader discussion and we can go back to different things. But like, it felt for parts of the movie to me that like Leonardo DiCaprio paid someone to make this movie to cast him in, in like a wonderful light. It's a wonderful light because he... This is your hypothesis you're saying? I don't think this actually happened, but I think this like, I was like thinking about this. I'm like, wow, this really is like shining a light on Leo and like how great he is in this film. But he's like the hot scientist who wants to save the world. And in reality, Leonardo DiCaprio is the hot actor who wants to save the world. Yeah. Um, and it felt very, very fascinating. Also, whoever cast at least the one son of Leonardo DiCaprio in his life. <laughs> oh my gosh. That guy could be his son. And this is like so weird because it's like, um, we're going to talk about Leo. Probably. We're now transitioning into just talking about Leonardo well, DiCaprio. In the movie, you see this like world where someone like around his same age, I don't know how old the guy's supposed to be in the movie or how old Leo is. We could look it up, but I don't want Leo's to. Leo's like 42 or 43. I just looked wow, it up. Wow, he looks kind of older than that. I think they wanted him to look older. He, than like that. in the film, yeah, but also like, I think it's because like, you know, when you're famous for so long, you obviously, <laughs> like, we think of you as someone who's been around so long that you would be older. Yeah. But anyway, we see this like world where like he could have been this like, yeah. Like, family man with, like, two grown kids. Not that you need to have kids, but just, like, this could have been your world where, like, you have, like, you know, your wife that you love, and even though she's on her in the film, like, this reality for this guy that, like, we know, it was so, like, oh, like, this, like, this could have been you, maybe, in, like, a different timeline. But instead, Leonardo DiCaprio has famously never dated a woman over 25. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Which, um... I'll say is bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're the only one saying that. Actually, no, it's just me that's saying that. But we need to put that in perspective. So why (laughs) is it bad? Well, there's so many conversations about this and people like try to justify this. I mean, if they're under 25. I'm sorry. He's 47. He's 47. Yeah. If they're under 25. Makes it. Worse, then honestly. their brains are not fully developed. This is just like some science. And I think if you're over 30 dating someone under 25, I'm raising my eyebrows. <laughs> I'm raising them both up and one of them up at, at one time. <laughs> um, because, well, also like that, the life stages is a big part of it, especially if you're yes. under 23. <laughs> like, yes. you are at a different life stage as you should be. Yes. Um, and also just... Um, I mean, the license that men, like, a lot of Hollywood men feel they have to, like, date women who are, like, so young and just, like, keep doing that. And for Leo, it seems kind of, like, habitual that, like, when they're this age, he breaks it off. It doesn't continue. And maybe he's just breaking up. But, like, these are all, like, young, white, very thin, very pretty women. And he just, like, cycles through until they expire, which is a very cynical way to think about it. Maybe they're just breaking up. Well, this is a very, let's, I'm going to open it up even more. This is a cultural, like, notions that are held of worth and value that Mm -hmm. are gender based. Mm -hmm. And as much as we like to think we're making progress in terms of um, gender and value, women's value is still very much connected to her physical appearance and youth. Yeah. Which is... A big bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) And, yeah, like, you know, (laughs) the high-value, man-high-value women rhetoric is, like, even more, like, 
like a lot of people like say those words exactly in like dating coach culture but like the men's value like it can keep going up indefinitely with like earning potential and blah 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 and like the women's will like plateau and steadily decline (laughs) yeah um which is all like just like awful (laughs) to think about but to have someone like especially someone who like you know I mean, not, I don't think, like, so simply, but, like, does, like, virtue signal for, like, climate change stuff and, like, is kind of, like, on generally, like, the right side of thought, if you think about this, like, narrowly. Like, he's not, like, some, like, you know, super misogynist, like, known to be, like, just, like, crappy. He's, like, generally a fine person, but he, you know, keeps doing this thing where he, like, dates these super young women as he keeps getting older. Well, that's, I guess what I think of is I almost am, like, what is it in him? You said this the other day, like someone's frozen in the age they got famous. Mm. But I mean, he is, he is an incredible actor. Like this movie demonstrated it. Yeah. It's not like he's inept. Like he has a lot of, um, he's just a, like he's a clued in person. Like we're Mm -hmm. saying he's, you know, smart when it comes to the issues. He knows like he, he's obviously very, you know, well liked and has, yeah. You know, and like you would influence. think like this would point to him being like on some levels like mature. Like even if he's frozen at the end he got famous, like he at least knows enough stuff about the world where it's not like he's like so dumb <laughs> that he has to like date girls who are so young. I think that is what I think it feels immature and it seems like weird. It almost seems like um it almost seems suspicious if I it's say it because it's like what is it in yourself that you can't handle with dating an older woman mm. like well, are they too smart for you yeah are they a challenge to you that's i would imagine that that's part of it and there's this like clip that's a viral audio on tiktok um and i think it's from like a it seems like a 50s 60s like psa video probably it's a bit later than that i, I haven't fact checked i've never fact checked in my life yeah um i have uh but it's like <laughs> these men who can't cut it in their own age range will go after younger women who will like be dependent on them blah 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 but it's like the like notion of like some of these guys like i'm sure like leonardo capo could date someone his age but maybe he like on like long term or like on like a you know consistent scale maybe he is not able to hack it with women who are his age and like his level of success like if he did like a Kate blanchett in real life would would a woman like that tolerate a man like him? Hmm. And we have to ask the question. Da, 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 da. We are wondering. We were asking the question. But I think that also, like, it, what is it? Localizes or or attributes certain character qualities to only be able to be held by young women. That like they lose the that ability when they get older. Like it's yeah. like I don't know. Like I'm like older women can still be playful. Older women can still be fun like mm-hmm. i just am like why is it also like older women in hollywood look like younger women yeah like the material difference between like 25 and 35 can't imagine it's that much no. so it's like what yeah what is the tipping point that's happening because yeah. like it there's like been two relationships that ended when she was 25 it's, it seems a bit peculiar peculiar <laughs> peculiar Peculiar. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's peculiar. (laughs) That one was... I meant to say peculiar. Why did you mean to say peculiar? It's peculiar. Well, that time I was joking, but then I messed up again. (laughs) (laughs) Sick of this. 
It's pecu- <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> it is it's weird. suspicious. It is suspicious. Anyway. Um So we talked about Leo. We talked mm-hmm. about art. Well, what did our boomer parents take away from this film? I mean, they liked it generally. Yeah. <laughs> it did spark a capitalism conversation <laughs> that we just can't get into right now. Yes. Um, very, very curious stuff. Um, but I mean, I did. I feel like Dad didn't see it as like a message movie directly. I did not see it because I think he was like, yeah, he was a bit confused about the premise because like yeah, maybe it wasn't. We didn't quite like lay it out as it is. Oh, I can come back to this actually. We can keep on the boomer parents topic. Um, mom liked it. Um, what were you gonna say? Well, <laughs> I was thinking like you know the 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 big budget cast of the film, like mm-hmm. every so many big actors, like huge people. Yeah. Um, and you know obviously that will like cause people to watch the movie. It'll bring in money from that. But I'm also like thinking about like yeah like why why was it all these people like why did they agree to this like what was the draw yeah. and it feels like i was thinking about <laughs> the um lil dicky music video i don't know it's called like we love the earth but it's like the one where they're all animated as animals it's about like climate change oh, and like protecting yeah. animals and it is kind of like a virtue signal kind of thing where people are like this is like you know broadly about <laughs> climate change and like taking mm-hmm. action about mm-hmm. that I would imagine that, like, especially since Leo's in it and Ariana Grande was in the little Dickie music video, people are, like, coming on board partially because they want to, like, okay. um, you know, well, spread, you know, talk about climate change in that way, in, like, an artistic way. And also, like, they want to be like, well, we're, you know, doing this kind of action. And you could, you know, if you're being really cynical, be like, oh, is this, like, you know, they're just kind of like, yeah, virtue signaling without action. A lot of them just being like, I'm here and I support the cause. <laughs> Which, like, I'm not going to, like, be like, come on, Ariana Grande. <laughs> Save the whales, please. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but just to think about, like, yeah, like, what was, what brought these people here? Like, why did they do this project versus other projects? Um, it's just an uh, interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. Peculiar. Mm-hmm. Truly peculiar. <laughs> ah! Wow. And that being said, would recommend... Yeah, I thought it was good. I don't know why yeah. people don't like it so much. Like, maybe it falls like flat for people, which I can understand, but like... I, the only thing I can understand is what my one friend said, that it was, like, depressing because it's still about the world ending. Yeah, and like, it's I the do... the only answer I accept of not liking it. <laughs> Whoa. I do get that, and like, I was very trepidatious to watch it because I don't love that, and I like, get uh, If you've about thought this. about the world ending for 40 Left Behind for Kids books... You can go through anything. You, can, you, can you deserve it. financial compensation. You actually deserve financial compensation <laughs> from Timothy LaHaye. Timothy LaHaye, you can contact me. Yeah. You owe her so much money. <laughs> she should get better help vouchers for life. That's a Travis Scott reference. I won't talk about him anymore. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> but I did feel like while it was still like, if you think about it, it's like, oh, well, the world did end. Um, I think it's about... I mean, the taking action part is important, and I think they do show that in the movie. But also, like, I think, you know. Well, the in the movie, they were saying that big countries or organizations needed to take action. Yeah. They yeah. were the only ones that could launch anything to stop the comet. Right. Um, 
That's a good point. And, like, I think that's, like, always important to consider, like, not to the point where you don't do anything, but, like, I, what I've been, I said to Kristen a while ago, I'm like, if you get climate anxiety, just think, like, if you were vaporized from Earth, raptured, maybe, <laughs> your climate impact would not save, the lack of you would not save the climate. <laughs> so, while, like, you know, it's very important to do, like, a lot of things that are helpful for the climate, like, you don't have to be like, this is, <laughs> if I don't wash out my peanut butter container to the nth degree, <laughs> yeah. I will not collapse the Earth. And it maybe can help you, like, look outward and upward. Look up, actually. <laughs> to, <laughs> to bigger pray. entities. <laughs> to pray. Yeah, also, yeah, I'm pray <laughs> to bigger entities to have them take the actions that you physically cannot do by yourself. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, like, I almost think what it would maybe require is this is my inspiration from the beer industry actually oh so you get kegs full of beer mm-hmm. kegs are just used and reused and reused and reused yeah you fill them with beer is that the model we need for a lot of like consumer waste that we have I... just like re you only just bring your buckets or whatever right not buckets some sort of fancy jars yeah and i think like some places are moving towards this in like smaller scale ways yeah but like propane tanks do the kind of the same thing for like your grill and like these aren't like impossible things to accomplish with like the kegs and these tanks like this has been done for years and it's plausible if we just like put these systems in place i don't think it would be like so insurmountable in this way but to just be like okay well i'm one person like how can i not use the amount of plastic that i'm using Anyway, that's to get into the weeds of environmental actions. Um, but back to Don't Look Up, like, I don't think, like, yeah. It it doesn't feel like... I easily feel bad about this kind of thing and, like, feel, like, stressed about it. But I felt like the movie was more just, like, about, like, people and, like, the relationships that, you know, how those would play out in this kind of scenario. Yeah. And also it's, like, spoofy enough and it still, it like, remains goofy. Spoofy, goofy. Spoofy, goofy. Peculiar. <laughs> um, enough of it still remains like, oh, this is still like so watchable, and it like it yeah, it moves and is fun and is like, yeah, it's just like it's very like uh, not popcorn movie, but like it's very very viewable, extremely able to be seen. And yeah, viewed. I I could see it actually. <laughs> well, not I, the orgy, but hey, it's not every day I watch a movie twice in a row. Right. Actually, I've barely ever done that in my life. Yeah. Sleepover um, being the main one. <laughs> a true classic. Another topic we could talk about. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good and I don't... Sometimes I'm like, people just don't like this because they're like, they want to be upset. <laughs> but also, I'm sure people anything are. other than what I've been trying to be lately. <laughs> you know that song? No. Oh, that was um, on the radio in high school. Wow. Be anything what are other, other movies by that be... guy? Uh, the Big Short. Uh-huh. I guess Anchorman, um, which is not my cup of tea, but there was that was the whatever the big there's this big comedy genre, big comedy genre. You heard of comedy? Is is the genre comedy or? Uh Yeah, yeah, it's big. I've heard of that actually. It's it's actually it's big. I like it. How big is it? I've never heard of it. People keep coming back. Oh, keep coming back for more. They make more of those non-stop they can't stop with the comedy yeah. <laughs> Linnea Tideman demands more stranded films where people don't have their clothes in the winter time 
But she yet. loves the stranded shows. I feel like if she got stranded, she could actually prevail. What? I think she could do it. How? Because she knows all the techniques. She's watched all. She's watched the reality shows. She's watched the movies. I wonder what it is in her that drives her to watch those. Yeah, that's. A, I, I mean, psychologically, this is so fascinating to me. Have you mused on this? Um, not so much. Oh, I'm like, I mean, I thought about like why I don't want to watch that kind of thing, because yeah, why not? I would <laughs> immediately tap out of life. Tap out of life. <laughs> and like, like, if I was. That sounds bad. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. <laughs> in in a truly like hopeless stranded situation, you would just die. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I can't do all that. There's a bubble question, like how do you plan to be on this? Yeah, and apocalypse? many people are coming around to my point of view, where they're, they're like, I like, would just kill myself. <laughs> they're like, die. Which like I mean, I think, I think you're gonna put that like maybe get more creative with your answer. Yeah. Um, pick a different prompt. There's a few more. Yeah. Um, although it did make me laugh. Um, okay, so you would just quit. You wouldn't be, I would be, I would fight. I couldn't help it. Yeah, well, it depends on what it is. Like, some things I'm like, you know, maybe we could come out of this eventually as a society, but a lot of the things I'm like, what's the point? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's why you don't watch it, because you're Despresso. Well, (sighs) Despresso. Yeah, I think it's Depresso is actually the word you're looking for, not Despresso. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, but mom is a fighter in ways that I don't even, I've not even tapped into yet. Um, I see it, yeah. And I've been in a, <laughs> the most, the closest to a survival situation I've been in with mom. I was crumbling <laughs> and she was fighting. <laughs> Can you please explain the situation? Um, it please! Was, it, it's too long to go through the whole thing, but we fell out of kayaks in a river one time. And... Can I, what? What? The context is we were kayaking in a river and we fell out. Yeah, that's the, that's the context. That's what I, I... what You could extrapolate that we were in a river from me saying we fell out into a river. Hello. <laughs> and I, you, could extrapolate, you could extrapolate kayaking from that we fell out of kayaks. We fell out of kayaks. Oh. The context is they were kayaking and they fell out. That, that, you don't need the context if you say that we fell out of kayaks. Anyway! <laughs> I fell out and um, one of us lost our kayaks. I think we both lost our paddles. And I was already down a flip-flop. Um, and I was like, <laughs> well, might as well die. <laughs> or, so, so, I actually, sorry. I could see... Set the scene here. You fall out of your kayaks because it was a lot of rapids or whatever. Yeah, well, like, I would... I'm close to suing bumpy. the kayak company because I think the man did not explain well enough what you're supposed to do. And, did, and I was I would not, I was not able to do what I was How supposed to do. How old were you? I was uh, probably like 17. Aww. <laughs> old enough to figure it out this out yeah so you're in kayak like, it's gonna be a nice kayak ride down the street yeah and i was already having a hard time and had stopped and cried before we even fell out what are you having other i got issues? i got stuck on the rocks and i couldn't get off and they couldn't get to me and i couldn't i couldn't move and i like prior to falling out right this um, all sounds like the context <laughs> well you're asking for more details <laughs> um so and then dad fell out of his kayak like Swiftly. After you fell out of yours. Yes. And then... So you were stuck on the rocks. You were having a hard time. You fall out of your kayaks. Dad falls out of his kayaks. You're well, this is just, after the rocks, period. After the after the rocks, period. You had been crying. Okay. <laughs> I'll take more context because you're asking questions. Start that on over. We had been told that we would pass a golf course three times and the third time was not a <laughs> golf course. It was some guy's house. Wait. What is that instruction? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm also asking, wait, what? <laughs> wait. 
And then after the third time, which was not the golf course, it was some guy's house, we would, we would reach a fork in the water. Yes. We had to go left because there was branches down in the right that they were not allowed to remove as a kayaking company. So we're told to go left. So you're at, kayaking, they're supposed to pick you up at the end. Yes. And we're like, this is right near the end. <laughs> that will come back later. We're, <laughs> we're at the fork. Mom yells ahead to dad, hey, we need to go left. I think this is the fork. And dad's like, no. And then he falls out. <laughs> That's the progression. Wait, but you were already out of the boats? No, we're still in the boats. This is the context. Listen up. We're paddling down. I think you need to start over again. No. You went kayaking with mom and dad. Yeah. And okay. It was a kayaking company where, you know what? This story has been told to me in so many bits and pieces that I never have. We know. I think we've been heard the whole thing. So at the fork, mom and I. kayaking? Mom and I are behind dad when he falls out. And we're like, oh no. Oh, great heavens. That's a TikTok audio. (laughs) And. So then I'm like, oh, we do need to go left, but dad doesn't even have his kayak and he's like, you know, bewildered in the water. <laughs> but I'm trying to go left and I cannot do it. I physically cannot make myself go to the left. Like the, the creek is taking you right. Yeah, it's taking me backwards down to the right where the <laughs> branches are. And <laughs> dad, who is just standing in the water, is like, Linnea, our mom, <laughs> get her! <laughs> and so mom comes along... <laughs> towards me who's like trying to like grab onto branches to anchor myself you were trying to grab yeah branches. which is like i'm being pulled back by the water so that's a little bit of ouchy time <laughs> um and eventually uh i think i forgot who fell in first but like i had to get on my kayak because it was like you know kind of a lost cause to stay in and then mom had to go in and mom you know goes into the water and comes up and due to the cold she goes <gasps> And that, was, that is when I said, oh, we will die here. <laughs> because I don't have survival instincts. And mom does. So that's a good thing. That is very... It was scary. <laughs> and we had life jackets. We were, like, mom safe enough. Mom doing that, it sounds terrible. Yeah. And, like, it was just, like, so cold that like, your body just, like, reacted, like, oh, my gosh, this is serious. I, <laughs> but I her- told you that I have fallen into freezing cold water. Oh, I don't know if you have. When was this? In April. Oh. <laughs> um, so... After the boop, 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 boop incident, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're going to die. And we're like in this kind of like, yeah, slower moving part of the water, um, waiting, like to, we're trying to figure out what to do. So you're standing. Um, yes. <laughs> Your boat is gone. Yeah. One, one of the boats <laughs> is gone. I, I, I get a little confused about the placement of the boat. I think, no, I think I still had mine with me about... And mom, with me about uh, or like it was this sounds like a mom said it was adjacent to me in some way I don't know I think I was maybe in it but it might have been like I was like holding it next to me oh okay I'm not quite sure but mom's is like a little bit down but like maybe reachable if we yeah. can get over there dad's we don't know where it is oh my gosh um the paddle situation also like I think we maybe have one paddle between me and mom um and I think dad has his paddle yeah also mom was borrowing my sunglasses for this kayaking trip that I had bought in Boston in Quincy Markets, and mom gets distracted, so she takes the sunglasses and throws them into the forest above us, <laughs> up the banks of the water. <laughs> I was like, those are mine. And you never saw them again, right? No, of course not. How would I, I, there would be no way. Like, she did, like, up the banks, like, they were, like, probably like, six feet above where the water was, so yeah. she was like, ugh. Yeah. Wow. Um, but then, the other family who had been with us, like, is on this little, like, sandbar that was in the middle of the fork, and says to dad... We have your kayak. 
and says to us, like, hey, like, we can get you over here, essentially. Like, okay. So <laughs> two people from that family had, like, caught dad's kayak as it was, like, wow. going down the river. Mm-hmm. An incredibly incredible move. Because um, they had gotten stuck as well. It was not yeah. just me getting stuck. The dad from the other family got stuck. So it was a hard... It was a hard. <laughs> it was really it difficult. It was a hard. It was a hard. Um, so mom... <laughs> like, the true mom she is, she pushes me and my kayak over to the fork, like, the little, like, landing island. I can just picture her kicking into gear. That's how yeah. she does it. She does kick into gear, and I was, like, crying catatonic <laughs> vibes. And she's like, let's pray, and let's <laughs> and let's go. <laughs> but also, without this family, we would, we would be out there still. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. We would, we, something would have happened, but it would have been, like, so difficult something to do anything. Happened, it might have been the end. It might have been the end. I feel like I would have had, like, toe mom and dad in the kayak behind me. <laughs> so mom is just pushing you up to the sandbar. She, like, launches me off. So I'm just like, it was not that far to go. Like, couldn't have been more than, like, 15 feet, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, across the river, not, like, with the flow. But she was just like, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and pushed me across, and I got over there. Hi, dad. Are you guys still needing more time? Um, We're almost Not too done. much. I know. Oh, sorry. We just loved each other. <laughs> I'll wrap it up. She launched me across to the um, island. I get off there and, like, reca- recuperate, recalibrate. <laughs> Re-all. Reinvent. Um, she manages to get her kayak somehow. I really don't know how. And they Power. and they get, the other family gets dad his kayak. We're still down one paddle. And, but I have one, and mom... And dad split the one that he still had. <laughs> split it. So they each have like a half paddle, which is like, which is enough yeah. sort of to paddle a kayak. But, yeah. but as we like continue towards the end, which is like, like less than a hundred feet after this oh, spot, like wow. it's very close. Yeah. Or it's like one rock to land on. Also, this, this kind of company should shut down. <laughs> I'll say it. Um, mom gets turned around and she can't like get back straight. So she just like floats backwards towards the end. Oh my gosh. We're half a paddle. So like we're down one, but then the son from the other family goes, I found your paddle. No way. And we're like, oh yes. Wow. So we get up onto the solid ground after this traumatic time where I've cried already twice, (laughs) two times actually. And the guy from the kayak company goes, you guys are kind of late. Oh my gosh. And the murderous feelings I felt at that time. (laughs) Like, why would you say that to me? Can he so tell you had been crying? Were you actively crying? I was not actively crying. I was, you know, um, put into as much of survival mode as I could be in, <laughs> which is not much. But I was like, uh. oh and also mom takes off her life jacket and her wet shirt reveals her leopard broad. <laughs> <laughs> we can maybe cut that out. But I was like, mom, like put your life jacket on. She's like, oh yeah. And like, you know, I wouldn't care, but I knew that she would care. Um, and also, and he's packing up all the kayaks to like, transport back to the place and he's like oh this isn't this isn't one of my paddles <laughs> so oh the one that gosh. the son had found was just one that was like in the water <laughs> from the previous funny. death on the nile <laughs> coming to theaters soon um oh my gosh but he was like i won't tell if you guys won't and i was like what and we we're like okay and we didn't have to like pay for the lost yeah. paddle because we had another one to replace it with yeah but also i'm like this seems a bit unprofesh to me wow <laughs> but maybe the next time someone fell in they could find our paddle and that's called paying it forward actually <laughs> and then we got home and we're like it's like yeah like kind of like the chill to the bone kind of cold in like our rental house and i was like oh this is like <laughs> that was so terrible and immediately dad is like do you guys want to go hiking today <laughs> i was like no <laughs> i 
don't want to go hiking today. I can picture you saying that. I was very bad. So I was like so cold. And also like um, the next day I was like very sore. And we did hike the next day from oh, wow. like the getting in and out of the kayak and like you know, falling around and having a hard time. Uh-huh. Um, and that's my story of my no survival instincts and my is mom that, having them. Yeah, she really does. Have you ever, is that your only no survival sort of situation? I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Sorry, I'm sheltered. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I just can't really imagine myself being like, okay, we'll persevere now and figure this out. But also, you never know. Like, there's like, almost no way to tell like what you would do. That's the truth. Until you're there. That's the truth. Until the world is ending and the movie don't look up and you have to figure dun, out what you do. Dun, dun. So just remember, <laughs> you don't. This might be the time you have to live mm-hmm. the time you have to die there is no time to die mm. the time that is prior to dying where you realize there's no time to die might be a time where you act ways you never thought you would mm. that could be bad or could be good <laughs> this is actually Dr. Seuss poem <laughs> if you know. yeah just that examination it's interesting and a movie like Don't Look Up makes you think about <laughs> How, how you would behave in this kind of situation. Wow. And that's a more power of art. <laughs>